I like beer. It makes me a jolly good fellow. I like beer. It helps me unwind, and sometimes it makes me feel mellow. Welcome to I Like Beer, the podcast, where we discuss great beers and the stories that go with them. I'm your host, Jeff. And I'm your host, Jeff. And with us today is the doctor. Hola, everyone. Hey, yeah. doctor. Hello, hello. Good to it's see you. Dream team tonight, huh? Dream team. Yeah, we're running. We're streamlined. Running fast. We're, we're svelte. <laughs> friends who love good beer and telling stories, so we turned it into a podcast. And you know what? Not only today is President's Day, but today is also National Muffin Day. Ooh. Oh. As well as National Comfy Day. That kind of goes together. Those muffin and comfy go. Yeah, yeah. yeah I, I like well, mac yeah. and cheese yeah, yeah. So. or peanut butter and jelly. Those go together yeah. nicely. Mm-hmm. So we're celebrating today. <laughs> Teachers by day, beer drinkers by night. Lucky enough to live in San Diego County. Beer Mecca within a beer Mecca. Please pour yourself a beer, pull up a bar stool, and join us. Hey, doctor coming to you from my bidet. And I was thinking, I'd really like a nice cold beer. So can you all buy me a beer, please? Not a coffee. Go to ilikebeerthepodcast.com, click on buy me a coffee, and buy me a beer. That's buy me a coffee. Click on the link in the website, ilikebeerthepodcast.com. And while you're there, we got links to the store. Sign up for the newsletter. A little bit of everything. Galleries there. Yeah. All the episodes are there. Yeah. Check out some of our field trips that we're going to be going on and still going on. Continue to go on. <laughs> <laughs> More trips coming. Hope to go on. We got a lot of fun places. <laughs> we have a lot too, of sir. trips coming. Out. We got a lot on the schedule. The calendar is full, and we're drinking what? Great question. So I, I'm Jeff brought this tonight, and so I, but I'm going to talk about it because uh, he forgot his glasses and he can't read. The, oh, I will yeah. say, the, I had to call you out on that. But the uh, right. the calendar, the can is extremely small, uh, but it's Mexican lager, and it's made by Busta Pattern Beverages out of uh, San Jose, California. And it's uh, E Cuarenta Cerveza, and it says it is uh, made in San Jose, California. What is okay. this, uh, the description here on the can? Like I said, you're right. The, the writing is extremely small. <laughs> yeah, I just passed that um, can right over. But there. it says it's a golden beer, light-bodied, crisp, and refreshing. So That's cheers. all true. I just had a it sip. Is. Cheers, cheers. Cheers. And it's cold. Thank you, boys. That's pretty tasty. It is tasty. And like I said, what's interesting is... It's light in the color, you know, not as light, I, I guess. It's kind of in between an amber and a, and golden. a, and a golden. Yeah, some yeah. sort of golden ale. Yeah, it's, 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 it's uh, you know, because usually a, a Mexican lager is going to have that lighter color to it, mm-hmm. you know, or you can have the dark amber lager, right? That's obviously going to be much darker. So, and this is kind of a mix, but and even a mix in the taste. It has a little more yeah. of the maltiness of a, of a little an more amber. medium body. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What kind of muffin would pair well with this Mexican lager? A corn muffin? Yeah, probably. Oh. I think that's perfect. That's a good call. Yeah. Although I would eat a corn muffin with just about anything. Yeah. So fair enough. Yeah. Well, thank you. And thank you for reading the can for me. No problem. I'm glad I still can. <laughs> I memorized this next part. Yes. Now that we all have a beer in hand, it's time for toast, roast, and pour one out. You've got a toast to start us off with, Talent? Yeah, toast. I uh, saw this, and I think great news for us here in North County, Rich Get Richer, uh, Duckfoot uh, Brewing, which is a great brewery that's based out of Miramar, is coming to North County. Um, And so they are going to be taking over the Lacadia Tasting Room that Kings and Convicts had taken over from St. Archer. (laughs) 
Um, and based on it, it looks like their plans are to open in April, kind of mid mid to late April. And uh, we'll have to go check that out. I'm excited for that. Down the street from me. And it's they make uh, beers, bees, yeah. die. bees yeah. will die. Yeah, oh, they're great, honey yeah. yeah. And this is a return home of sorts. For yeah. So according to our, so I've I, I got to give all credit out to San Diego Beer News because they are always the first on everything. It's You can't scoop that guy. So Brandon is, is always first. But um, always checking it to see what's going on. And, and so I saw this. And again, for us being North County and seeing North County, it was kind of cool. to. Uh, it was interesting. They said that that the the guy, that the head brewer there, the owner, uh, began brewing in his Encinitas garage and that's where he started. So kind of going back to their roots, they said until the HOA, uh, uh, got mad at him or told him, Hey, you can't brew anymore. Mad at yeah. someone for brewing I beer. If I had wine drinkers, yeah, there oh, you yeah. go. Fair. Well, that sounds like a gift a, in the neighborhood. Sounds like, I know I'd go. Yeah. We're going to have to find you. Sorry. We had when we, <laughs> we first started the podcast, bottles of beer. Right? Yeah. We had a neighbor that was always brewing his garage and I tried very hard to become friends. Yeah. He was not interested, yeah. but I tried. And last when he put his for sale sign up, I was, Mm. It was sad. Mm. Our neighborhood value went down when That's he left. Right. As far as even though he was not very friendly and didn't share, but still, yeah. and I had another year, I would have got, I would have got to him. I got a, a toast to a brewery not so close to home, far, far away. About a year ago, we did a dream pub right. episode, yeah. and we all had researched a pub or a bar or a brewery somewhere out there in the world that that would be our dream to someday go there. And I had found Tigbrick West Kerry Brewing out on the Dingle Peninsula in Ireland and had done some research on it and it just looked like an amazing place. Well, we've scheduled a trip to Ireland. That's exciting. I nice. reached out to the owner, head brewer, Adrian Heslin, and she said, can't wait for you to get here. Scheduled a tour for me. Oh, so nice. dreams right coming on. true. Right on. <laughs> That's fantastic. Yeah, I'm pretty excited about yeah, that. I'm excited for that. I'm I did going. not expect a response back. No. So when I got that email back, I... I said, framed it. Yeah. So, we'll be living vicariously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I will take heart. lots of pictures yeah. and yeah. I will share. That's awesome. Um, and also toast to, you know, macro brews we don't always do, but Pabst Blue Ribbon. Yeah. Official beer of the World Axe Throwing League. So oh, they got that. That is, that's impressive. Yeah. I, yeah. I think that's probably the the top uh, sponsorship deal with a professional sports organization yeah. that you could get. Right. Drinking yeah. beer and throwing axes. No, there's nothing. I don't know. Nothing what, what can pairs, go wrong with that. What pairs better than that? That was the highlight of our trip to yeah. Vancouver uh, last year. Having done that, what pairs better than that? No. Axe well, throwing beer. I was disappointed. Up in Lake Tahoe this, uh, over Christmas, they had an axe throwing place. I was so excited to recreate our, you know, our night of throwing axes and drinking beer. And I call them. I, she says, no, we don't sell beer, and beer is definitely not allowed on our premises. I go, like, oh, man. That's the difference between doing it in California yeah. and doing it everywhere so, else. Yeah. <laughs> That's something Canadian. Another thing Canada got right. Yeah, yeah. How about well, a I'm sure, actually, if you did it in most states, if you go like Texas and those places, you probably can have the beer in your hand and drinking well thrown. Yeah. That was yeah. a rule in Vancouver. Yeah. You couldn't hold the beer and the axe yeah, the and time. cross the was that line. A that was a rule oh. that we were reprimanded on just a couple done. times and very politely reprimanded, mm-hmm. but still reprimanded. Fair. Yeah. <laughs> hey, Elzer. You got a roast? So I have a, I have a roast that evolves into a pour. Um, so it kind of is all meshed up together here. Um, so beginning of this month, you guys, uh, Groundhog Day. I don't know how many of you guys celebrate. Groundhog Day. Yeah, exactly. So February 2nd, Groundhog Day. So this happened. I, I think the reason why it's a little late to the thing is because it did happen in Canada. So it takes a little while for the news to get, you know, trickle down. Um, so in Quebec, in the city of Val d'Espoir, Quebec, um, roasting the city and pouring one out for, for Fred La Marmote. Mm. I don't know how you say that, but that's what they call him there. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Fred. Yeah. That's right. So apparently he is um, that 
provinces, um, basically their, their famous groundhog that, you know, we have Puxatani feel that it's, that's kind of who he is. And so, uh, in the days leading up to groundhog day, uh, they go to, uh, to check with him and, uh, basically found him, uh, you know, dead and his, uh, and he died over the winning. <laughs> yeah. They said like, they go in to check him out. They usually have like this big event. They had their big event and they've got festivities they and they, they never checked his trip with the, with that the main star. No summer. Yeah, straight they found, and they said, so when they went, they went in to go check, they found him dead in his, in his, uh, in his, cold, yeah, in his little, you know, whatever gray. hibernation area. That's and they said that they actually, they feared he passed away in late fall or early December. Oh, so geez. he'd been dead for some while. So here's your big superstar. You never even check on the poor guy. Um, was he and, rotting? I guess it's cold enough that he's preserved. No, they huh? said he was pretty frozen. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I guess that that's the, that's what I said. So, well, here's, here's where the, so that's first of all, poor one out for poor Fred. Um, that's really sad. And, and, you know, you figure he all, but, but, you know, in terms of roasting that city, I mean, this is your big event, and you wait all, and you wait until the night before to go check on the big star, and that's what happens. That's poor planning. So what it, they what they substitute yeah, him well, with? Well, great question. I'm glad. <laughs> Perfect segue because this is where the roast continues. Is that they go, hey, you know what? We have this big event. We need to do something. Wait, let's guess. A bunny rabbit? Yeah. Uh, no, they no. ended up hoisting a kid in a groundhog costume <laughs> into the air and tried to uh, sell that. Leave him in the hole. Yeah, I don't months. know. So uh, so I don't know. You know, again, what's going to happen with that kid in the groundhog did, costume but did that the was kids see a shadow but that was their thing so i guess it sounds like uh groundhog day is a little different in canada celebrate a little differently and, and can be a little more extreme well they have longer winters that is fair but uh but yeah so that's my my roast evolving into a pour back to a roast well, uh, who's there. got a groundhog costume hanging around <laughs> uh val de spore quebec <laughs> <laughs> well i think everybody wants to dress up as fred la marmotte yeah <laughs> that's probably a big halloween costume there too so, so r.i.p fred r.i.p fred yes yeah, so <laughs> i just i just think about like could you imagine being the organizers hey we got this great event the party's gone everything <laughs> else someone go get fred <laughs> they bring him back I, and he, i don't really speak french but <laughs> yeah isn't la Morte pretty darn close yeah, to, yeah, to the yeah, dead yeah 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 so i, I I think La Morte is yeah. the did. So anyway, so there you have it. I actually don't know if that's true, but I think it is. Uh, it, yeah. I, you sold it. Okay. All right. Uh, pours. Well, I guess we're pouring one out for King of Convicts. They're leaving North yeah, County, but fair. all right. That's all right. It's a rebirth of sorts as we get duck foot in. Yeah. So, and then my, my true pour that I have is uh, TikTok. Um, again, you know, I don't know how much you guys are following all that, but uh in uh, Texas, their governor Abbott, he recently introduced his plan to ban TikTok in Texas. I'm sure that's going to go over well. Yes. So, uh, but that's his plan. He's going to save everybody. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's the, the interesting thing is uh, they can't. They have no electricity, and and the, uh, their whole grid shuts down anytime the weather drops below a certain thing. But but right now, the the good fight to fight is to take on TikTok as opposed to yeah. worry about your electronic grid. Yeah, put TikTok users on a bus and send them to a liberal yes. state. Yes. So, but anyway, so what was interesting is I thought about that. I said, uh, uh, well, why don't we? T- we've done this in the past with some other ones. I said, let's let's take a look at some some other interesting laws in Texas uh, while we're at it. And so just a couple of things that are on the books in Texas uh, that I thought were kind of interesting. Uh, you know that in the state of Texas, you cannot own the Encyclopedia Britannica. Hmm. That, uh, that doesn't surprise me but, but, at but, all. But here's, worse. Yeah. but here's the reason. The reason why is not what you would think. Uh, it's because it has a formula for making beer at home. And uh, lawmakers didn't want Texans to create their own breweries at home, and so they uh, they banned the book instead of just. Uh, the reasoning is, yeah, that's banned we the books. The, ban the entire encyclopedia yeah. set, so people don't make beer. So people don't have that one access mm-hmm. point for mm-hmm. making beer. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. So that was one. That's another a hell of a public education system yeah. they're running there. Another another beer one. Speaking of beer, absurd law is in LaForce, Texas. It is illegal to t- it is illegal to take more than three sips of beer while standing. Um, so basically, you can sit down, drink as much as you want, but if you're standing up, three sips. That's it. Don't know if they're policing that, but um, that takes that standing room only in some bars ah. uh, to a whole other level. Um, Sometimes you got to stand up, especially because every bar and brewery has those same. Uh, bar stools are the metal ones with the slot in the middle that are as uncomfortable as hell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, you got to stand up and drink sometimes. Uh, yeah. Oh, wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. I think I found a loophole. What's that? No more than three sips. True. I can gulp. Three chugs. Uh-huh. Yes, you can. I'm okay. You're all right. Uh, so they just hate sipping. They do. They also, it's illegal to milk another person's cow. Oh. Yeah. That's, um... Seems like a violation. That makes However, sense. That makes sense. I mean, really, if you have to think about it, it is punishable with a fee not to exceed ten dollars. So, if it's something you got to do, if it's really your yeah, thing, it's your thing. Yeah, I think you can yeah. you can do that. But um, that that's a different one. Uh, this one I thought was very interesting, especially when you read a lot of stuff that comes out of Texas. Um, if you are planning a criminal activity in Texas, you must warn your victim within twenty four hours of the crime. Says you must explain the nature of your upcoming crime either orally or in writing, giving your victims fair warning. Hmm. So that's something to think and, if you're criminal. Crime is pulling on the teat of a cow. Yeah. Yes, yeah. you got to tell them. Hey, yeah. neighbor, yeah. I'm pulling on your teat yeah. tomorrow. Teat for tat for ten. <laughs> yeah. Um, you know, um, you can't go barefoot without a permit in Texas. So that whole no shirt, no shoes, no service. Serious. It's very serious in mm. Texas. Um, this one, uh, I'm sure, I don't know anymore, but you can't shoot a buffalo from the second floor of a hotel. So just something the next time you're there. If you, I that, bet they've repealed it. I bet that's an old law. Yeah. I, I bet it, they've come around it, on that yeah, one. Yeah, it's, yeah. No, it's still on the books, but I really? don't, yeah, I, I don't know how many buffalo are in their towns. This one I thought was. I'm going to guess they don't enforce This that. is one that could get, get a lot of people in trouble. Um, you can legally marry someone in Texas just by stating it out loud. So basically the way the law reads is they have common law marriage provisions make a marriage legally valid if both parties agree to marry, live as a married couple, and tell others that they have are married. If you publicly announce that this person is your husband or wife three times, your marriage is legal in the eyes of Texas. Oh, it's kind of like Beetlejuice. Okay. It's like, yeah. hear like ye, Beetle- hear ye. Yes. So only caveats, both parties must be at least 18 years old, unmarried, and not related to each other. That's also in the thing. Oh, okay. So it doesn't work right. if you're brother and sister and say, hey, we're married, we're married, right, we're married. Right. That's, yeah. not, that's gross. So that's, that's just wrong. And then the final one, which I thought was, maybe this is ironic. We haven't had an ironic uh, thing in a while. Um, in Texas, you can own as many guns as you like. Actually, they're actually at the point right now, I don't even think you need permits to have nah. guns in Texas. However... There is a statute on the books that it is illegal to own more than six dildos. So as many mm. books as you want, but you can only have up to six sex toys. And no it's encyclopedias. Just, and no encyclopedias. Because you know what you, you got to take Sunday off. That's fair. <laughs> that is fair. So there you have it. So Texas. Oh, uh, six seems like enough. It does. So Well, the way the statute actually reads is, is that if they feel if you have that, if you have any more than that, then it's you're starting to promote an alternative life. Like you're trying to push that on people now. Up to six, you're good. But yeah. after six, you're trying well, to push. On the seventh day, you rest. Yeah, you're, you're yeah, pushing yeah. it in other people's faces. Yeah, you're putting your dildo yeah. business in, in, in other people's <laughs> business. Yeah. So, okay. but guns not a problem. You can have as many as you like. And keep your hands off the cow's udder. And do not touch that. Right. 
And uh, there you have it. And then soon to go now, TikTok on top of it. You can't post any of that on TikTok what either. Because shooting a buffalo from the third floor. Uh, it doesn't. <laughs> apparently, the buildings only went to two floors. <laughs> I don't know. Or, or maybe it's just a second floor thing. You're looking for loopholes. I am looking for loopholes yeah. on all of it. So, but yeah, that's uh, Texas. Texas is uh, some interesting ones. What if the sixth dildo has, is like a double-ended job? Oh, like for <laughs> the uh, for the Tasmanian Devils, remember? Yeah, double double yeah, that's right. That's exactly where my mind. That's you had a penis. There you guys you are getting outside my uh, <laughs> my, uh, my scope or my bifurcated. area. Bifurcated, bifurcated, bifurcated dildo. What if you have a bifurcated dildo? I'm gonna need some more beer to have that discussion. So, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, this has been toast roast and pour one out. How many other podcasts talk about bifurcated dildos? Not Come on now. Fair. Where are you going to maybe a bunch? I don't know. Where are you going to get that content? Yeah. Although I'm not perusing those type of podcasts. Maybe, <laughs> I, maybe I, there are plenty of podcasts. I think you should Google that and see what pops up. <laughs> <Not good. laughs> and then, then have a nice conversation with your uh, with your wife. <laughs> Since I proudly own an Encyclopedia Britannica, <laughs> I can look it up. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know I could brew from it, though. No, I, I that was that was the funniest part about that to me is because I first saw like, oh, damn, abandoned books. That's what they're going to do. And then the reason why I was like, man, it's interesting. You know, I'm pretty excited about the next beer. I'm very excited. So sorry to jump the gun no, on no, this, but uh, I got a full crawler here, 32 ounces, and I want to get to it. This is San Diego Brewing Company. This is a beer we've enjoyed. Yeah. Often on tap right across the parking lot at Best Pizza, although I was down in the... Uh, down in San Diego, so I stopped in on Sunday night right before they closed, and they were nice enough to pour me a crawler right as they I could tell they wanted to close up. Uh, this is Blueberry Wheat by San Diego Brewing Company. We've had this. I've had this a whole bunch of times. It's a favorite. Happy to share. Sharing is caring. That's Sharing right. Is caring. And I brought a full-size glass for this. Ooh. Also, it's one of those crawlers that's hard to pour. Yeah. A little for me, a little for the lap, a little for the table. Oh, it's smelling oh. nice. I thought it fits nicely with Muffin Day. Sweet. It does. I didn't it bring does. any muffins, but it I brought a blueberry fit. beer. Well, in my mind, this will be sweet, sweet. It has all the blueberry smell of a muffin. Wow. Oh, yeah. Oh, it totally smells like a blueberry muffin. Holy blueberry. Oh, my gosh. That's bad, oh, man. We're going to do our little spin oh. move. You don't even need to do that. Oh. Can you imagine how blueberry this is going to be? Oh, yeah. Mateo's still uh, dry February? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> More for us. Man- nice. Mateo is a sound guy wizard. He is. Okay. He's always wearing that wizard hat, like Gandalf. That's what made me think of it. You saw the cape in the office, right? Or Is it a cape <laughs> or a cloak? Give us a- It's a cloak, okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> What's the difference? I think there are distinct... Differences between capes and cloaks, and you know yeah. who could totally tell us the difference is your daughter. Oh, I, she is the kind of person yeah, that would, would know, know the, yes. the specifics. I'll ask uh, her the next that. time I talk to her. Yeah, we gotta have because they the have show. that. Not all heroes wear capes, but what about not all heroes mm. wear cloaks? That doesn't work. I would wear a cloak yeah. if it was socially acceptable. I think one of them was bifurcated. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you brought something special tonight. Well, I saw this, and Doc's here, so it just seemed to go together. So. <laughs> Um, first uh, things first, uh, yeah, actually it's funny. I'm just going to throw this out there cause I'm sure at this point it'll be a little late by the time this thing is, but while we're recording this, we're, I'm getting blown up all the, over the place on where people are finding Pliny the Younger right now in San Diego. <laughs> in fact, our, our own Padre who just got off a plane says, he goes, I landed in San Diego drinking Pliny the Younger in a hole in the wall in Shelter Island with my brother. And it's like, 
So I just said, please bring us some. But yes. uh, there you have it. So hopefully, if you're getting plenty of the younger right now, toast to you guys. Good um, you. Yeah, good for you. Share some. <laughs> Sharing is caring. So, anyways, um, going back to our uh, one can of we our set this up. Yeah, maybe we should we set this up. We have a soundbite for this. Yeah, we do have a soundbite. All right. So every once in a while, we can't make heads or tails of it. We just have to ask. What the whiskey tango So whiskey tango foxtrot, right? So anyway, saw this uh, story recently, and I thought of Doc. So, um, well, actually, I thought I, I need to get your take on this. Nice, uh, among other people. But anyways, uh, Switzerland. Switzerland's having some issues right now because there's big fears there over the increase in horse sex abuse mm. in Switzerland. Um, so apparently, animal abuse in Switzerland has risen to record levels, um, and the biggest part issue with that is sex attacks on horses. So I don't know if you realize this, but there is um, a thing called, what is it? Let's hear zoophiles. And those are people that are sexually fixated with animals. And it sounds like, so this is what they said. They said, basically they have a foundation for animal law. I don't, I can't even tear him ricked. They revealed that the number of general maltreatment cases last year was 1,709, which was up from 1,542 over the previous 12 months. So an increase of almost 200 cases. Hmm. And this is the part that actually is is very interesting about the zoo files. They found that zoo files were implicated in almost 10% of those equine related cases. Um, so my question, first of all, is who are the other 90%? Because <laughs> that's this, the first thing that came to my mind on it. But they said basically it's really that rate is heavily elevated compared with other types of animals. Um, and they said so they've had that um, gone up and they said that they're almost – 10,000 or experts believe that there are almost 10,000 people in Switzerland predisposed to zoophilia. 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 So there you go. You know, I think. What the? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm going to guess, this is my uh, uneducated hypothesis, that, you know, we think of the Swiss as being so nice and cheery and happy, but there's a dark side of the Swiss. They're, they got a lot of, yeah, they got, they got some pent up issues. A huge dark side. Yeah. And so they're taking it out on those poor horses. Yeah. Yeah. So first things first, I'm going to go on the record. This podcast is extremely anti-zoophiles. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, No, yeah, no, yeah, I, yeah, no I love animals. No, no, no. Not that much. No. <laughs> yes. We're, we're very opposed to people being sexually fixated with animals. Yes. Yeah, that's no, what I'm saying. I have, yeah, I, have zoo, I have zoophilias and I love animals, but yes. I don't make love a, to that animals. That might be a different kind <laughs> of philia. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, you, you just, you know what? Animals are awesome. We, we talk about animals at least once a month on our, our, uh, more than well, that. Usually we, we eat them. Yes. And we do we eat them, but we just and, don't. And, know. um, and we appreciate animals, but there's a line. Yeah. The line, line shouldn't be crossed. And when it comes to horse abuse, we just say nay. Nay. Exactly. <laughs> that's perfect. And that's probably where we should leave that. So Switzerland, <laughs> stay in your lane. <laughs> stay away from the animals. Wee! Yeah. <laughs> nay means nay. <laughs> nay means nay. So, nay means nay. <laughs> Switzerland. <laughs> <laughs> Whiskey Tangle Fronts. I'm a very visual person, and I wish I wasn't during this episode of yeah, WTF. I, but but how tall is the average Swiss man? That's great. <laughs> great. They didn't go into details in the report, but great on whether it was well, Shetland yeah, ponies you know, or I what. I hear there's a big, you know, they've sold out of ladders around. <laughs> <laughs> there's a ladder shortage. Oh. And yeah, no, it's wrong. I, you know what? That's rough. That is. <laughs> yes. <laughs> no good. No. You think these things only happen in Texas, and yeah, then you find fair. out they're they're global. Yeah, Jeez. all over the world. I already got Texas mad at us. I figured. Yeah, why? Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just pile on. Them. 
Pile on. That's not, they don't, I can't hear this. They don't have any electricity. <laughs> WTF. What the whiskey? Tango. Foxtrot. Why the hell not say what I'm And now it's our next installment of a beloved segment that we've had once, but still beloved. Still beloved. Still beloved. Yeah. This is the greatest beer drinkers of all time. Nice. Boom, 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 boom. Boom, 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 boom. I think we did it last time like this. The greatest beer drinkers of all time. <laughs> ah, you know, we know this historic figure. This is a name you know. This is an American icon. And you probably already know he's a beer drinker. This is not going to surprise you. His name, George Herman Ruth. Oh, yes. Babe yeah, Ruth. Yeah. Yes. Um, but oh, I want to get. Guy. Yes. But well, we do want to get into a the, couple of the details. That, the, the big, what is it? The, the, the big bopper. The great Bambino from <laughs> Sandlot. You know, they got yeah, all the different names from The Sultan of Swat. It's the same guy. Yeah. Yeah, it's the we know he had home runs. We know that. Uh, he was the first in Major League Baseball to hit 30 home runs in a season, 40 home runs in a season, 50, and then 60 um, home runs in a season. 714 home runs in his career. And by his own admission, 600 of those while, while we're playing buzzed. Wow. Really? Yep. Performance enhancing. Yes. I don't know about enhancing. Yeah. I don't know what a beast he would have been without it. Yeah, I think I'm going to yeah. Wade Boggs comes in second. He'll probably get featured in this segment someday when you hear some of his stories. But by his admission, he only hit 118 home runs while buzzed. Oh. Babe Ruth, 600. Wow. So, Sultan hmm. Swat, all-time leader of, by a long shot. Do you think MLB will home runs? Make that a record? Like how many home runs while buzzed? Yes. I got this from their website. So oh. I think they at wow. least. They acknowledge it. Yes. Um, legend has it that Babe Ruth survived completely on beer and hot dogs during the baseball season. Uh, <laughs> what else they have at the ballpark you can yeah, eat? That's right. right. Teammates back that up. They said they witnessed uh, all day, all night, sometimes early day uh, hot dog binging and beer drinking. Um, lots of great Bambino stories. But there were a couple I thought I'd share in this episode. One was told by his former teammate, Joe Sewell. Game was about to start. Manager Joe McCarthy hadn't seen Babe Ruth since the game the night before. So he's getting a little worried. He sent Sewell into the clubhouse to see if Babe had arrived. Babe Ruth was there. He was slouched down on his stool, staring at his locker. His pants were on backwards. <laughs> and he, he could barely hold himself up against the wall. And Sewell said, hurry up, Babe. Game's about to start. And Ruth could barely slur the words, don't worry about your old babe. <laughs> uh, he had to use a bat as a cane <laughs> to get to the dugout. And for his first at bat, he used his bat as a cane to get out the home plate. First pitch, hit out of the park. No. Not deep into the stands. It actually went out of the park. No. And by the end of the game, he had two home runs, a triple, and two doubles. What the hell? A triple? <laughs> wow. I'm like, can you imagine him running the third? You can't even walk. That's an athlete right there. That is an athlete. McCarthy had planned to take Ruth to, uh, to task for his tardiness and drunkenness and just looked over at Sewell and said, well, what are you going to do with a yeah. gun like that? Yeah, yeah. I'm surprised. Has there been a movie? But uh, Maybe there has been. Yeah, yeah, movies. good ones. Yeah. One better than that. One more maybe a little, I want to say raw, but a little more. Honest and another one with John Goodman that kind of plays oh, up the, yeah. the legend, the happy right. guy yeah, yeah, yeah. version of it. Um, some opponent, opponents try to use this against the babe. So they take him out the night before a day oh, game yeah. uh, for non because he did not know how to hit the brakes. He did not know how to pump the yeah. brakes. So they take him out and party all night. 
buying him drinks. Uh, Chicago White Sox tried to do this to him because um, they were afraid. You know, he's, he was on a hitting streak, and they want to take him out. So they took him out all night. Um, one of the White Sox, a White Sox fan who was bartender, made sure that he was just getting drinks all night. <laughs> <laughs> Ruth showed up to the game without any sleep, still drunk, dominated the game. Demolished the White Sox and then turned to the White went over to the White Sox back out and asked him where are we going out to nice. <laughs> where are we going now? <laughs> where are we going next? Uh all in the training. Started drinking when he was a kid. Nice. We frown on that. Yeah, it's not, not good. No. No. Babe Ruth already did that. Yeah. You, kids, you don't need to do that. Babe yeah. Ruth already did it. Could you just imagine though, if that guy actually, you know, watched what he ate and drank and exercised. His wife and said she made him like five pounds of meat a day. What the hell? Well, he died at 53, I believe. Yeah, okay, so, yeah. But man, um, imagine. But his hand-eye coordination. I guess yeah. so. Uh, and apparently his hearing was like otherworldly. Yeah, yeah. And uh, yeah. Imagine. Right. He also was doing this during Prohibition, so all of this was illegal. Yeah, illegal. yeah at the same time. <laughs> apparently it was really hard to get beer yeah. and uh, booze because he also drank a lot of whiskey. I want to end it with a quote from the babe. And didn't bring my glasses, as Talon has pointed out. So I'll do my best. Sometimes when I reflect on the beer I drink, I feel ashamed. <laughs> then I look into the glass. I think about the workers in the brewery and all of their hopes and dreams. I didn't drink this beer. They might be out of work. And their <laughs> dreams would be shattered. Babe Ruth. That's a brilliant quote. Baseball legend. <laughs> beer drinker. Humanitarian. Humanitarian. That's There's a brilliant That is a brilliant quote. I'll raise a toast to babe. Yeah, to the babe. To, babe. to the great Gambino. Yeah, yeah. The Sultan of Way to go, babe. <laughs> One of the greatest beer drinkers of all time. One of my new new heroes now. I yeah, know, this, that quote especially. Wow. Yeah, there was did, a lot of videos I watched of him. He did it for the people. Yeah. Yeah. Just, just to give back. Thing. That's right. Just, just to, to give, give back. Yeah. He was a giver. There was a. There were some... Stories not beer related that I didn't bring up, but one time they went to find him right before a game and found him in a room with prostitutes. Uh oh. Well, uh oh. So he's got a little issue, excess. Yeah, yeah, he had an excess issue. He, wow. he did. And maybe dying at 53 is kind of how that end, that story yeah, right. will end, right? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think Father Joe's told us more than once moderation is the key. Yes, that's true. Yeah. I think he we said as we were carrying him out to the car. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it might have been slurred too. Doc, you got something for us. You bet I do. Welcome to Beer or Not a Beer. The hoppiest game show in town. I'm about to name four beers. Three are actual true beers. One I made up while thinking about the great Gambino. I wish I would have known what the, what the f*** was tonight. Oh, sorry. The WTF was tonight. Because <laughs> I, I for sure would have made it out of about horses or something. But, you know, I was, I'm toasting, I'm toasting Duckfoot because they're moving near, close to my home where I'm going to enjoy their beers for a while. So uh, this is a toast to Duckfoot. These beers all uh, are, uh, we're toasting feet. Here we go. Which beer is not a beer? Beer number one. Hands, feet, and mangoes, a hazy. Beer number two, funky feet, an ale. Beer number three, fresh feet and no chicken, a stout. And beer number four, fruity foot fetish, a sour. Which beer 
is not a beer. Hands, feet, and mango. Funky feet. Fresh feet and no chicken. Or fruity foot fetish. Tell Maybe what do you say? Maybe go first. All right. First, I'm going to say is I don't think naming any beer with feet in it makes it very appetizing. <laughs> but okay, that means three of these hey, are duck foot. Duck foot. You're there right. You that's fair. Um, but that's different than <sighs> I'm going to go. <laughs> funky feet. Funky feet. How funky is your feet? How loose is your <laughs> goose? <laughs> All right, influencer. Uh, I would think that fresh feet, no, feet, no chicken makes zero it sense. Makes but then why would you sense. make that up? <laughs> yeah, that's what I went with that one. So if that if that's a if if good cheers to you if you pulled that one off. Right. I'm going. Uh, I'm going to go hand feet and mangoes. Hand feet and mangoes. Well, no one shows beer number. Whoa, whoa. No one shows fresh feet and no chicken. That really is a beer. It's a stout from Twin Brew, Evil Twin Brew in New York. Need the story behind that one at some point, though. (laughs) Yeah. And, sorry to say, influencer, Hands, Feet, and Mango is a hazy from Dark Horse Brewing in Marshall, Michigan. We're down to Funky Feet and Fruity Foot Fetish. Well, Funky Feet is an ale. I have a feeling. From Siren Craft Brewing in Berkshire, England. Beer I made up. Was fruity foot fetish. Well done, well done. <laughs> and yeah. I don't think anyone has. I think two thousand and this undefeated. year, twenty twenty three. Has anyone had one? The very oh, first yeah. one, and that's it. Yeah. It's yeah. been a while. I, I think we're. I don't think I've won since twenty twenty one. All right, listeners, did you choose fruity foot fetish? If you did, props to you. Join us next time for beer, not a beer. Yes, let's do that. We had the E. Quarenta Mexican Lager. Solid start of the day. I was a fan. Uh, 3.75. Although that's unfair because I just had a, one of my favorite, uh, you know, Mexican lagers recently. So I'm going to, but I'm going to go 3.75. All right. I went 4.0. I, I was very solid. I enjoyed the, like I said, it was, it was kind of a hybrid almost in a sense. Like I said, it wasn't quite a true Mexican lager, but it wasn't an amber lager. It was kind of in the middle, but it was. It was refreshing. It was well done. If someone just gave it to me unmarked, I wouldn't have guessed Mexican lager. No. But I, I really liked it. 4.0 for me as well. And then we had San Diego Brewing Company, the blueberry wheat. I enjoyed it. 4.25. I went 4.8 on it. I love it. I'm I'm a sucker for anything well done with blueberry. I mean, it's, I, it's, I, it's on the verge of Shawshank. I like your so. blueberry. I like your blueberry yeah. better this one. Yeah, but I, I, I liked it a lot. I'm I having more it's, of that it's, right it's, now. A, it's a fairly super sure I've marked this as a 475 on my untapped. Nice. So. Well, that's what, yeah, and I, I usually have it with some vegetarian pizza, so oh, yeah, it yeah, goes yeah. really yeah. nicely with that. That's good. Well, good beers. Hey, Will. Once it hits your lips, it's so good. Listeners, thank you for spending the hour with us. Remember, just a moment to rate us, review us wherever you get our podcast. Check us out on Instagram and Twitter. I like beerthepodcast.com if you want to go straight to the website. We'd love to keep drinking, but right now we got to run. B double E double R U N beer run. B double E double R U N beer run. All we need is a 10 and a 5 or a car and a key and a sober driver. B double E double R U N beer run.